Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. Do you ever wonder if you need to cut cords? Meaning, do you feel like there could be an energy pull from you that is created either with a previous version of you or with another human that is draining you or is creating unhealthy movement forward? Well, I got you covered because in today's episode, we're going to go deep into, first of all, what is a cord? What is this this idea of a spiritual cord that you hear about on social media and in a lot of spiritual communities? Like, what is a spiritual cord? And number two, like how to determine if it's a healthy cord or if it's something that is like siphoning from you. And then lastly, what to do if you do need to cut cords. There is a big difference between needing to cut cords with a, a neighbor, let's say for example, a neighbor who is you know, having some issues on your property line versus one of your best friends or a lover or a spouse or even a child that is not communicating well. There are so many different levels and ways to identify the spiritual cords, which you have many, many of in this lifetime, and what to do if you feel like you need to press the reset button and either rebuild that relationship from a blank slate, from a fresh start, or completely cut it. Today's episode is going to go deep into all of these details, and this is an episode that is our most popular ever listened to show in the last several years. So this was recorded last year, and it is still extremely pertinent and important knowledge for you. So I'm resharing it for you today because I know that everything that I talk about in the show is going to have a direct impact on your life. And if you listen to this when it came out, trust me, you'll want to listen to it again because this is a refresher on what to do and how to navigate spiritual cords. Enjoy the show. Welcome back and aloha from Hawaii. I'm doing a series of podcasts to address the most common questions that I'm seeing across all social media platforms and in my communities around different parts of ritual, different questions, different common practices. And it's coming, this one, this topic today is coming up a lot. And a big piece of that is how popular and more mainstream witchcraft and rituals and spells have become. And of course, if you're a part of TikTok, you know that the witch talk community is exploding bigger and bigger all the time. And there are a lot of questions around cord cuttings. And one Facebook group that I'm a part of, not my Facebook group, which is called Witch Power, that is my community that I host and it is open to anyone to join. It's free. I do a lot of live teachings there and it's not in there. It was a different group that I'm a part of and I I, I wouldn't really call myself a a lurker. I hear that word a lot. I'm a Facebook group lurker and I don't necessarily consider myself a, a lurker. 
because I'm really not on consuming others' social media content very often. But I happened to come across a post today that was in big, bold letters saying, I desperately need help for a cord cutting. Who can do it for me? And I see this question a lot. And it just triggered. And I I went in and actually commented on that post and shared on that post exactly what I'm going to share with you today. And I even said that I'm going to record a podcast about this topic because it's serious business to ask publicly for support for cord cutting. And I I think that one of the downsides to mainstream social media is that you can come across a lot of incorrect information. And in this case, it's not necessarily incorrect information. It is just different levels of what's possible when working with energy. And a cord cutting by nature is energetic. And so there there are a lot. There is a lot of information out there about cord cuttings. And a lot of it is just really surface level surface level work, not in-depth work. And I take it I take it very seriously because I do cord cuttings and I have trained with a really, really powerful high priestess and ritual master who not only has done several cord cuttings for me, many of my sisters have, we do them for each other, but one of them taught me the process of being able to conduct a cord cutting. And the reason why this is important and why I'm talking about it is because there are always layers to what's possible. And I paused there for a moment because I was about to go into the shadow work side of what's important to become a type of ritual master And I'll I'll save that for a few minutes from now. But I want to talk about what I'm seeing in social media typically around cord cuttings. And I'm going to frankly give you my opinion on it from my experience. And this is my experience of not only doing this work for myself, but this is doing work with thousands of people. And I also want you to do what works for you. This is just me, my experience, my knowledge, the way that I teach it. Take what resonates and leave the rest. Because you may have a different experience and your experience is valid. I'm just sharing mine. So let's talk about the most common cord cutting ritual that you see now. And I'm, I'm going to reference TikTok on this one because it has become very popular on TikTok to tie two strings around two different candles and separate those two candles by a certain number of inches and light the candles and let them burn down until the string catches fire and burns and I've seen this everywhere. It is it is so popular. It is so common that I imagine people that don't understand how energy works or don't have the practice as their own practitioner of their own magic, that they may be doing these cord cuttings to end relationships or to um, potentially even cause somebody else harm. But it probably doesn't have a lot of juice behind it because they don't know how to do that work from a shifted consciousness state. They don't know how to raise their own energy. They don't necessarily know how to create the space to do that. And if you do, wonderful. I suspect that a lot of people use that type of ritual without knowing exactly why and how it takes place. And there inherently isn't anything wrong with that, unless of course you're trying to cause harm to someone else. And that's not for this podcast. That's not for me to judge your belief or your practice. But if you're not trying to cause harm to anyone else and you're just trying spells that you see online and you're playing around with candle magic, you know, really there isn't necessarily a lot of harm that can be done because it's your intentions and your energy that matters. 
not the tools you're using. And so this ritual could potentially work at a very surface level. And maybe in a lot of instances, putting your intention into the string and envisioning, like if you do the work as a practitioner and you know how to put your intentions into that candle magic, like deep intentions into it. So you've created safe space, you'd cleared energy out of your space, you have conducted whatever it is that you do to conduct yourself to shift your state and perform the magic with two candles and a string. I I strongly believe you can possibly infuse all of the energy into that and then create the unbinding I'm going to call it more of an unbinding because of the way the string is typically taught to be wrapped around and the way that it's being burnt. That that could possibly work. And, and it could also work for the majority of people that require surface level type cord cuttings. Or I don't, and I don't mean that in a, a less important way. I just mean a less energetic tie way. So if it's with a neighbor or someone insignificant that you bumped into at the grocery store that irritated you. Okay, this this type of candle magic, even if you're an inexperienced practitioner, would, would, would probably work. Now, if you are looking to have a cord cutting done, that is a significant connection in your life because at the spiritual level, we create energetic cords to everyone that we interact with. If that energetic cord has become toxic or negative or harmful to you and you wish to cut cords with that individual, let me tell you the most important thing that you need to do. Let me tell you. The most important thing that you need to do if it's a significant relationship in your life, and I'm not talking about the cashier at at Safeway. I'm talking about a significant relationship in your life that you desire to cut cords with. The most important thing that you need to do is do it at the human level block the phone calls, terminate the relationship, speak your truth. And if there is any physical harm in question, then call the police. Like you have to do the human tactical pieces first. You have to move your feet in that direction first because there is no magical spell or property that is going to supersede what you need to do on the human level. So that's 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 the caveat to cord cuttings. And Okay, so I'm going to move on past that. So assuming that you've done that and you're seeking a more significant spiritual cord termination, then something like a, a candle spell, especially if you're not an experienced practitioner, and some string may not do it. The second most common cord cutting ritual that I see passed around like it's just so common now. It's like taking a yoga class. People are passing around these meditations and people are recording them. I, I see it all over the place. And and I actually believe that they're very good meditations. They're excellent. They are bringing in a certain type of light into your body for you to be able to expose all of the spiritual cords that are around you. And they're, most of them that I've seen are actually really good. As a witness to what's possible in shifted consciousness, they're, they're good. Now, in that meditation, as a first-time person getting used to understanding and knowing spiritual cords, it might be difficult to cut your own. And the whole point of this conversation is to discuss whether or not you should ask someone else to assist you with a cord cutting or if someone can teach you to do your own. And this this is this is really the question that it comes down to because a lot of people that don't have the experience or know how to cut cords but know that they need it can often be steered in the wrong direction. 
because I'm going to tell you that a meditation to witness and learn how to identify the cords that you've created in your life, that meditation will take you a very long time if you're new at it to be able to really understand what it is that you're experiencing. And in the meantime, that cord has not been cut. And like I said, most of the meditations that I see around cord cuttings are, are good. They're good meditations. They're good for identifying and learning about yourself. But I don't necessarily think that they have what it takes for you to cut your own cord if that's what you desire. So do the meditations and learn about energy. Learn about your own energy. Be in nature. Become a practice like a master practitioner of understanding energy. That is something that's really worth studying. But in the critical moment of desiring a cord cutting, I do not believe that leading yourself through a meditation is going to be what you desire. Now, again, surface level, lighter, less impactful relationships that you have in your life. Again, I'll use the example of a neighbor or somebody you bump into at the grocery store that maybe is one of your children's parents or, or someone that just irritates you. Poss possibly that might work. That might work. But what I'm talking about in terms of a cord cutting, and this is what I was referencing earlier, in terms of doing the work as a shadow walker, being able to go deep into the underworld and understand what energy looks like at the deepest, darkest, densest level is the requirement of a ritual master in order to learn how to cut cords for someone else. And I say this from personal experience. I recently did a cord cutting for a beautiful friend that I have, and she was cutting cords to a relationship that was extremely toxic, extremely toxic. And the energy that I felt from the moment she walked in my door was so significant that I triple layered our circle for work. I knew what was coming. I could feel it because I've been in those deep, dark, shadowy places. I know what it feels like and I know how to protect myself. Most importantly, I know how to protect myself. I've done the work and I learned from a very, very gifted ritual master. And I understand the sacredness of the ritual of cutting cords between two humans. And I don't take that lightly. And so I, I say this because when you or if you ever go out to seek someone to cut cords for you, make sure that they have the capacity to walk between the worlds with ease and their own protection. That is an absolute requirement. And I will tell you, I have cut cords several times in my life, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about instances in which we might seek cord cuttings that are not about just ending toxic relationships, because there's lots of reasons. But I have had cords cut for me several times, and I go to my trusted sisters to do that. In fact, in one instance, all of them came, because the cord was significant enough that I knew that there would be additional protection brought in. And so I, I have, I have definitely, <laughs> definitely had cords cut with some very powerful high priestesses and ritual masters. Now, why, outside of knowing that you are, you know, I'm going to assume that you've done the work on the human level to terminate the relationship that you desire to have the cord cutting with, assuming if it's surface level, you probably don't seek out a cord cutting. If it's not a significant relationship in your life, you probably don't desire or need a cord cutting.
When you might need a cord cutting is with someone that is a significant figure in your life and the relationship has just gotten off kilter. Maybe you're not resonating at the right level anymore. Maybe it's your child, your parent, your brother, your sister, your best friend. It can be anyone in your life, your lover, your husband, your wife, and things are tumultuous, and you can't seem to get in sync. Because here's what happens is that that cord that is connected at an energetic and spiritual level with another human can be rebuilt on healthier terms once the current connection has been severed. And that's what a ritual master does. It severs that connection entirely. So the next time that you re-engage in that relationship is done with a fresh start. That is more common in high magic of cord cuttings than it is for the negative, toxic breakup, ending a friendship, you know, family feuds, any of those things that, that isn't necessarily the main reason why people seek cord cuttings. It's to neutralize the energy and have a fresh start. Totally possible. I, I did a cord cutting for an individual recently that I love dearly. And the cord cutting was uh, from her father to her father, from her father, between her and her father. Because they were each going through their own move and they were super close and super tight. And there was anxiety and sadness around missing each other. And it was a good move for both of them. It was a really good move. And so we did a cord cutting as a way of neutralizing the anxiety about being apart so they could build separately as they moved and create a new type of relationship at a distance. And it was beautiful. It was powerful. It is, it is a ritual. It is not just, I'm coming up with my athami and I'm going to you know, cut the cords. No, it is, a, it is an absolute complete ritual. And without going into the specifics, I will tell you that there is a full set of rituals that occur beforehand to prepare the space. All of the elements and the ancestors are engaged in the process before the individual even steps into the space to receive a cord cutting. Step number two for the cord cutting is once the individual is in the space, whether virtually or in person, because time and space do not matter, we can come through time and space and do cord cuttings digitally from anywhere. It doesn't matter. Once the individual has entered into that energetic space, then what takes place is a series of conversations, questions, consent. There's a whole bunch of what I'll call spiritual legalese. spiritual legalese that takes place to determine if the individual is ready to cut the cord. And it is, it is very serious. It is very serious. It is done with intent. The questions are important. The individual owns their own sovereignty and makes their own choice. And then what takes place after that is part of the ancient teachings. It is where we as individuals that walk between the worlds will go into that energetic space and physically cut the cords And then, of course, there is a a lot of follow-up ritual that takes place to ground them back into their body. And then also acknowledging that there is oftentimes space left in an energy field where that cord has been severed. And so then, of course, integration and follow-up care become important. And this is why there's a big difference between tying a string around two candles and burning it to cut a cord versus actually having a cord cutting from a practitioner that understands what it's like to work with high-level energy. Big difference. 
big difference. And you may not ever need a formal cord cutting. You may not, that might not, you know, that might not resonate. You might desire to start seeking out more meditations to understand spiritual cords and learn how to master your own energy. You may choose to try candle magic and all of those are really great. The point is, is that if you are seeking a formal cord cutting, find an individual who is experienced to do that for you. Of course, you can find me at moontempleschool.com. I can refer you to either myself or some of my sisters that do cord cuttings. They will do them virtually or in person. I have a, a, a short list of those that I know are very qualified to navigate that space. And, and I everybody's pricing is different, but it often goes on a donation basis. Some people have different pricing, but if you desire a real cord cutting and you don't feel that you have the time to learn how to master and manage your own energy, then find someone that can do it for you and and have done your work first. Do your work as a human first. And if that anxiety or that, I'll call it a hook, oftentimes that just there's a hook left in us. And it's part of our healing journey to release those cords so we can move on to heal. And if there's an unsteady relationship in your life that is just termulous or there's just not equalized energy, that's another good reason to have a cord cutting. And then you can reestablish that connection immediately if you desire, next day, next week. Most of the time we invite people to allow a couple of days or even a week between a cord cutting and reengaging with the individual that you've cut cords with just to allow yourself some time to integrate. And as you can hear, I am still in Hawaii. So the birds and the chickens and the roosters are all desiring to also say hello. So I hope you have found this helpful. I will continue to answer as many questions as I can on this show. And if you loved the show and you know anyone who's ever discussed cord cutting or needing one, please share this with them. And I hope that it will provide additional information. I will be back soon. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 